0: This message was brought to you by Christian Service.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I am your host, Greg Descott, and I am welcoming you today to the Fancy Files Podcast. It is the greatest, greatest podcast you will ever listen to, guaranteed. The most great. The most great. Today, I have as your host an excellent, wonderful, and beautiful panel of co-hosts that are ready to share with you today from the word of god and give their life experiences believe me there's a lot of experience at this table a lot of (laughs) life has been lived am i right people am i right all right so as you know my name is greg the scott and i have well first of all with me to my my right and your left depending on the radio dial are you listening on the radio We got the mighty Mick. Here I come to save the day. Howdy! Were you happy that I sung that?
2: Yeah, I'm a big Andy Kaufman fan. That's fair. And Mighty Mouse, both (laughs) separately though. Do you think the people will like it? The people will not know any of those two references. Maybe. Not even sure everyone at this table know. That's probably fair. Well, I have explained Andy Kaufman to 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 them.
0: Pretty funny. I watched the clip. Oh, the clip. Okay. Okay, It was pretty funny.
1: I would advise people not to go look this up. <laughs> okay, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. But yes, Mick, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Are you rejoiced?
2: Yes. Are you rejoicing? Yes, and I'm hoping my presence alone makes other people rejoice.
1: I feel a whole lot of rejoice right now just by looking at you. Good,
2: you should. It, I have a face for this table. It's
1: unfortunate that people actually can't sit here and see you right now. Well... That's on them. That's true. That is on them. We'll have to like take a picture of you and then like post it. It's like a thumbnail. So then people will know like how awesome it is. Yeah, maybe we'll get 15 instead of 14 clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, it's not just Mick and I today. It's not the Mick and Greg show. We do have with us the greatest tag team of Christian service history so far. The power couple. I mean, you're not getting any more power than this. You have the Ezra Sorus Rex, and you have the little, very little Rubino. Ezra, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Just all right? I
1: am. Now, are you yourself rejoicing? I do my best. Okay. I'm not going to say rejoice, because I know that won't fly with you. It <clears throat> flies with Mick. But it doesn't fly with you. But Robin. I actually called you Robin on the podcast. Are you also rejoiced?
0: Yes. I am
1: now tell us robin what is it this time are we in or
0: out <laughs> of the flow i have thought about it long and hard i am finally out of the flow
1: how did that happen
0: well i was <laughs> in the flow
1: right and then i got out of the flow was it something along the
2: lines as the flow was so strong that it just, like, pushed you to the shore? <laughs> or was it closer to when you get out of the pool when there's no ladder? <laughs> or was it, or was it...
1: <laughs> yes? Which one is it? The pool thing. <laughs> you might want to say that without covering your mouth. Say it again. The
0: pool You thing. were in the pool,
1: and you were chucked
0: out of the pool? Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, if you call that chucked out. <laughs> So to all our fancy Fileites Should I call them Fancy Fileites The f- faithful listeners I mean if they've Listened this far Man that's I, I We should have like A sit down with them Shake their hands Or something yeah. Cause how many Faithful listeners Do you think we have At least 14 <laughs> At least 14 Okay well, That was 14 views And I'm sure That some of them Were for around this table <laughs>
0: Maybe Okay Okay. for those
1: who are listening Robin right now is out of the flow But we don't know how long that will last (laughs) So
0: I've been out of the flow for like the last five minutes So
1: Okay so this is We're taking steps here Mm -hmm. Like baby steps out of the pool And then like baby steps to the Out of the flow (laughs) to get the the towel Right is there a towel involved here Thankfully Thankfully There is a towel Okay a towel to clean off the flow. Where are we going with what this? Is going what is going on? What is happening? All right. We're good. Okay. So now we're done with the flow talk. We're done introducing our panelists today, which is this is the best panel you're going to get. It's also the only panel you're going to get. So accept it and move on. Don't move on. Stay right there. Uh, okay. So this is... Is actually the last podcast we're gonna do on anxiety with yes. this chapter. Not the last podcast ever. Unless we get blocked on YouTube. That would be unfortunate. But or cancelled. Or canceled. Well hopefully not. If we get canceled, that will go on a shirt and you can buy it. Christian <laughs> Service, Fancy File Podcast. Cancelled. Maybe we should
2: make one anyways. I think that would be fun. cancelable. Could 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 that actually happen? Uh, I'm pretty sure some celebrity has already done that, and I don't want to. But could there be a shirt that has fancy
1: files on it, and like a circle that goes around it, and then it has cancelled in it, but then we put like like kind of like a line through it, so it's like, well, were they cancelled or were they uncancelled?
2: Well, to be fair, uh, the Christian service Fancy Files logo is essentially just our normal logo. And so to do that it would just look like uh, the Bad Religion logo. And let's not do that (laughs) because that's a cross with a... Fair. Well, with a cross across it. Yes, fair enough.
0: What we could do is have a filing cabinet with a top hat and headphones. The Fancy Files podcast. (laughs) That's actually not bad. (laughs) There we go. That's not
1: bad. That's not bad. We'll, we'll We'll get an artist, which is Mick, to work on it.
2: Yeah, every time someone has a great plan, it's always, we'll just get Mick on it. Well, I mean, I might be able to draw it, too, but, I mean,
1: you're, you're kind of the artist. You've never seen my artwork. You don't know how good I am. You're right. You don't know. I, I did
2: comics back in the day. So did I. Probably him. No, no, no. These were serious
1: <laughs> things. Anyways, we're getting off topic. So, we've been dealing with anxiety. And today, we're going to go into verse 8. Okay, so we're going to get the mighty Mick. He is the official Bible reader of this podcast, and he's going to read. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Take it away.
2: Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Thank you. How did you feel about reading that? I felt great. It's the Word of God, and every time I get to read it, I feel happier inside. It's true. You look happy, too. Thank you. You do look rejoiced Good. today. Just today. Well, I mean, I didn't see you
1: yesterday, so but I'm assumed that you were rejoiced. I wasn't, because we didn't see each other yesterday. Oh, sure. All right. <laughs> we'll keep the errand of grievances off the air. <laughs> okay, so everyone knows we've been going through anxiety. If you have stuck through, and I believe this will be the seventh podcast on this topic, congratulations. You get a Christian service. No prize just write in and we'll explain what that is. Now, so we've talked about it in, in our last podcast, we went into details uh, just regarding the tools that God has given us in his word on how we deal with anxiety. Okay. It doesn't end there where we read in verse seven, how the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep our your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It doesn't end there. So we talked about, one, the rejoicing part that we need to do, how we need to rejoice in the Lord and what that looks like. And then we talked about the praying part, how we need to bring that request to God, the thing that weighs on us, that causes us anxiety. We need to bring that to the Lord as well. Uh, now, you will get people, unfortunately, will say, oh, it's not just that simple just to pray it away. I, When people say that, I really don't think they understand the power of prayer. And they don't I also don't think they understand who we're praying to. We're not just throwing stuff out there. We're not just like going outside and being like, I need help. And then coming back in. When you're praying, you're actually praying to the God of the universe who said, let there be light. You are praying to the God of the universe who created all of this. Everything seen and unseen, by the way, because there is a spiritual universe, spiritual realm. Everything that exists in the known and unknown universe, if you want to use that term, was created by God and created for God. So when you're praying, you are praying to the God, to the only God, to our heavenly father, who is able to do all things. Amen. There is no limit to his ability. He is the Almighty God. It says, uh, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Okay? I mean, will you read in the Old Testament the miracles that took place. I mean, was it Joshua that prayed to God to, to, for the sun to stand still so they can keep battling? I think it was Joshua.
0: It was either Joshua or Moses.
1: It, I think it was Joshua. Um, yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it's Joshua. Either way,
1: it happened. Only the God of the universe who created the laws of the universe could pull that off. So when you have a problem, you can go to God with it and trust that one, he hears you. And second, he will answer. Not that he might answer. Not that if you're really good, he'll answer. It's not Santa Claus. Good and bad list. You know, if you say it just right, pretty, 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 please, he will answer. No, if you're a Christian and you go to God in faith, you go to God as He says here in the Word, as we're supposed to, in the name of Jesus, with our problems, believing that He can, believing that He's willing. Why not expect an answer? This is the thing. I think you do have, unfortunately, Christians who they'll read this and say, Amen, but there's like, there's gotta be an asterisk somewhere with a bunch of fine print at the bottom explaining away everything for me. There is no asterisk. There's none of that. If the Word of God tells you this, this is God's Word don't read between the lines and add things to it or some preacher who's who sounds holier than now and likes to live uh, in pity parties and and there's some spiritual power in not getting your prayers answered no if he says something believe him for it for without faith it is impossible to please him christians get afraid get worried with faith because and some of the charismatic side they went a little too far with faith and made faith into like I need I need a Mercedes, I need to be rich, I need a mansion. You know, and it becomes it comes the name it and claim it and and and, and the uh, the money gospel, the wealth gospel. No, 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 that's not what what we're talking about here. We are talking about our lives. We are talking about God In his word, knowing that we're going to have problems, that we're going to face situations that are going to overwhelm us, that there will be legitimate things that are going to come in our lives that are going to cause our minds to wander. Like we've been going through a health crisis. That has caused a lot of anxiety for people. A lot of people are already a paranoid culture, even more so paranoid. There's a lot of Christians who struggle with that. Christians who struggle with, with health anxiety and then you have a pandemic, forget it. And you're constantly bombarded with negative information, negative information. Why do you think people's minds wander? You know, if you have a family member who, who gets sick or dies, you know, where well, your mind wanders if, if you lose your job. But then what about other things that... To someone else may be nothing. Why is that bothering you? But yet for you, it comes along and it just, your mind takes off and it wrecks you. God cares about all of that. And God wants you to be victorious in all of that. When he says be anxious for nothing and then tells us what we need to do to receive the peace of God, he is telling us this because this is what will happen when we follow his word and take it face value when he says with prayer and thanksgiving and supplication let your request be made known to God
0: and then the peace of God will happen take him at his word yeah and i think it's a common misconception that a lot of people either in the faith or out of the faith make where they they assume that the bible just says well pray and things will get better but you know if you really read the bible specifically in this passage It says way more than that. It doesn't just say, don't be anxious, just pray, everything will be fine. No, 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 it says, pray, tell God what's going on, get it off your mind, get it off your heart, talk to him about it, and then it gives you a practical thing to do. Talk to God, and adjust your thinking accordingly. It's not just spirituality, it's not just, you know, voodoo magic, it's not you know, magic words that just make the, uh, make the anxiety go away. It like, he gives you practical things to do and they do help if you put them into practice. Amen. Our problem is in our society is that like
1: it's the microwave generation. It's the, it's the app generation, like instant knowledge, instant gratification, instant food We have it all at our fingertips. When I was a kid growing up and I needed to learn something pre-internet days, I had to go to an encyclopedia that was written in the 60s. (laughs) And then that's where I'd get my information from. I actually had to dig in. and Now it's so easy to type it up. There it is. So because of that, people have a hard time waiting for God. At this table, we're Pentecostal. Now, I don't want to say only Pentecostals did this, but a lot of Pentecostals did this and, and still do. And it was called something, we call it tearing for the Lord. And what, what they would do is, and, and I remember hearing testimonies from uh, people of God at, at, at the church we attend, where they would say there would be a Sunday night service, and then it would, I don't know if it started at 6, and they would go, and when the service was done, they would go to the, we call it the altar, which was really just the stage and there was steps, so they would go up there, and they would pray, and they would have a need, and they would bring it to God, and they would not leave until God answered them, and sometimes, I've heard stories in testimonies of people being in church till 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, on a Sunday, and they're going to church the next, uh, they're, sorry, they're going to work the next day, you would, nowadays, it's like, staying to church till 11, when I got to get up early the next day, I couldn't fathom that, but back then, They couldn't fathom leaving church with their issues and going to work with that baggage. They needed that baggage taken away and they sought God. They knew how to pray.
2: Well, if you look uh, historically, right, you have uh, sermons have gone like have become more like shorter almost every like five years. Mm -hmm. And so. If you look at the Puritans, and even before that, sermons were, it was very common that they would go for like three hours, and then kind of drop down. Now, sermons go for 45 minutes to an hour tops. It's rare that you get beyond that, you know, and I'm not talking the service, right? The the time of uh, praise is one thing, that's generally 30 minutes, but now you're at, uh, at a point where a generation receives their information in the form of like TikTok videos. And so you've got like, I don't know how long they can go, but it's probably not more than a minute or two. And then you have churches that are trying to rival that in terms of like trying to get information to people. But we've ruined essentially our attention span by being on these apps all the time. And you know, no judgment, uh, towards the people who, who do that. But a lot of these kids who, only feed themselves off of TikTok and TikTok preachers uh, should probably read a book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy.
1: Okay, now I'll, I want to take that and I want to transition to to this verse. So because you were talking about social media and we actually we kind of jumped the gun a bit. We were talking about it before we were recording. We probably should have recorded a lot of our our problems that we're facing today with anxiety, not all of it. I think I've made it very clear in past podcasts about recognizing that there is legitimate issues that people face. Sorry, legitimate health problems. I mean, all of this that we're facing obviously is legitimate, but I mean, uh, people who have a physical problem, they need medication. Okay. But now talking about thoughts, where our thoughts and our minds go, we shoot ourselves a lot in the foot because of how we consume media now. You go back 30, 40 years ago okay, the really the beginning of the introduction of the cable news networks. Before that, if you only got your news if you went on the radio or in a newspaper or you watched it on, you know, news at like 6 on TV. Now, constant constant information being sent to our phones, our devices, our computers, where we can get news and information all the time. And a lot of that information can be very negative. Very, very negative. Especially, you know, I mentioned the health crisis. I'm not bringing that up so we can dive into all the problems we have with it. But we have been, over the past year and a half, bombarded with a lot of negative information. Now, what do you think happens to people when they're constantly told negative information? Their minds, if they're not careful, can wander. And even solid believers who have a disciplined mind can get discouraged, can get depressed, can get anxious because we're constantly being fed that. But then we also go and look it up. We'll go and dig it up. Oh, no, this is bad. Like I've I've heard people where if there's good news that would come out, something with... um, Anyways, I, I don't want to dive in too deep, but if there was anything positive, you know, with numbers or with, with vaccines, people wouldn't want to receive it.
0: It's like conditioning. Yes.
1: All, but if it was negative news, right away they would soak it in. But it doesn't have to be with just the health crisis. I, we were talking before, and I said people who already struggle with, say, like paranoia with their health and they always think they have diseases – You know what happens when you're like that or you're worried about something that shows up on your body. WebMD. What happens? You have cancer. You You haven't even gone to a doctor. You didn't let a doctor look at it. You didn't let a nurse look at it. You just went and you yourself did a little bit of research and then you start deep diving in. And then you go down a rabbit hole of health things. And what does that do to your mind? It's not going to reinforce... Uh, or help you um, feel better, it's, it's going to reinforce your negative thinking and it's going to add to it and cause it to become worse and then add more problems to your anxiety struggles.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? You tend, we tend to seek things that say the same thing that we believe. So if your uh, whatever disposition, you know, you will seek those same things. So someone who doesn't want to hear that they have cancer will keep going to doctors until one doesn't see it on the chart. And it's like, yeah, I'm not sure. And be like, oh, good. I don't have cancer. But if six other doctors told you, you know, same for the news. If we are prone to want to find conspiracies, we will find conspiracies in everything because someone wrote about it online and you can have that over and over and over, which is why we, the Bible is very uh, descriptive and prescriptive regarding what we should do.
1: Yeah, Good point. Now we're getting into that because, and I mentioned it again earlier in this podcast, what we need to do in our overcoming of of our thoughts and disciplining them didn't just end in verse seven and then goes into verse eight with the finally This is now the last point that Paul is making, that the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to share for us to be able to now deal with this. And what is it? Well, the Bible now then tells us what to think about. Not only does it say you need to pray, okay, and like really, really seek God. Deep intercession. Not only are you bringing your problem to God, When you do your normal prayer time, which everyone needs to have, then it's on top. And then add to that the deep prayer with thanksgiving. But then he says, you need to think on these things. And then he gives us a list of things to think about. So if you're struggling with anxiety, look at verse 8. Look at those things, whatever is, and in the King James true and honest and, and, and just and lovely and pure and on and on and on, then begin asking yourself, is my diet of entertainment, is my diet of information, is what I think on, does it fit that category? If
2: not, then you need to get rid of it. The finally here really is, uh, we kind of see it throughout scripture, but this is to be taken as a therefore, so we've gone through everything that uh, God says he will do and what we should do. And because of all those things, therefore, brothers, this is what you need to focus on. And I think we it's great that we went through the other verses beforehand in depth, because without those, we are only left with a, hey, think happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a sec. That's not the gospel. The gospel is not just do these things for the sake of doing things
0: no exactly like I was saying before it doesn't the Bible rarely just gives you spiritual instruction because God didn't just make us with like spiritual needs we have practical and physical needs that go along with it the whole book of Proverbs is practical wisdom and it gives you wisdom on how to live your life in a way that is wise and godly. And the same thing applies here. We do have spiritual instruction. We are told, yes, no, go bring this to God. Pray. Tell him about it. Get it off your mind. But he follows it up with the practical advice. Because you can bring this to God, because you know God is your creator, you know he is all-powerful, this is what you do After you pray, this is what you do because you know God is all-powerful. He made you. He knows the practical solution as well.
1: Amen. Okay, so we need to train our minds to think on good things on top of seeking God. This is something we have to discipline ourselves with. Okay, this will be a battle because it can be very easy after years and years of years of going to negativity and only focusing on negative things that anytime something happens in our lives, that a bad things happens because we have trained ourselves to only focus on the negative. Our minds will go to the negative. We have to undo that thinking. Now, practically speaking, how do we do that? What would that look like in your lives? And Again, there's a list here, and maybe you might want to focus on one specific thing in that list that you can say this is, might be something that, that you've done in the past or that you know, this is what it could look like. So how would
0: you uh, answer that? Well, in another passage of Scripture, I don't remember which one, but Paul does say in regards to our thinking that we need to capture every thought. And so that's the first thing you need to do when you've noticed that you're going off on a trend or a rabbit trail of just negative and depression or anger or frustration or this or that. You need to grab it right there, put a pin in it and say, no, I, I see where this is going, it needs to stop. And then you practically and deliberately tell yourself something else to think. So... I'm not thinking about the government and its direction towards tyranny. I'm not going to be thinking about what my friend said to me yesterday. I'm not going to be thinking about the drama at work. No, I'm not thinking about this now. I'm going to think about the goodness of God. I'm going to think about uh, the music that I'm going to be writing or playing. Uh, I'm going to think about uh, this task that I have to do. Uh, that is separate from everything else. And, you know, I'm going to think about the good consequences that will come from doing that. I'm going to think about painting or drawing. It, it, it's a deliberate act. Paul's not saying, oh, you know, just casually think about good things. It's, no, no, no. When you see yourself going down that road, hit the brakes and turn around. It, it's a deliberate conscious decision. Yeah, I, I'm
2: i thinking right now of this quote. It kind of got me thinking. Oh, R.C. Sproul uh, was once asked, why do bad things happen to good people? And what he said was that it's only happened once, and he volunteered for it, meaning Christ on the cross, because he was the only good person. Well, uh, you know, verse 8 opens with whatever is true. And this idea of, Diving into the scriptures, diving into the Word of God, and truly knowing who Christ is, uh, for who He says He is, not uh, who culture or your church says that He is, and so to to really focus on what agrees with truth and doctrine, I think, is very important, and really allows us to grow. You know, it's a good thing to focus on. I'm glad you brought up truth. First, because, well, obviously it's
1: the first one in, in, in the list, but I was thinking, as Christians, because there's so much misinformation, like fake news has been thrown out so many times, it becomes a, a catchphrase, a joke now. Okay, but what what are we listening to? And yes, the Word of God, truth. But what about also in, in society? There's a lot of misinformation that is shared upon it could be on any topic why is it that so many people are caught up in conspiracy theories dig don't just watch a two minute video and be like I'm an expert."